this week about how sacrifice brings breakthrough. And there's so, so much in the Word of God. So I'm going to try to put it in a nutshell for you today. But really, if you, how many of you, who wouldn't want breakthrough? How many of you want breakthrough in your life? Who here wants the fullness of what God has for them in their life? Right? Or you wouldn't even be here unless you're just checking off a box, you know, um, your religious duties. You're here because you're hungry for God. You're here because you want to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. And as you read the word, I mean, man, sky's the limit. You know, he says that we can have the fullness of Christ Jesus, that we can walk in the fullness of his power and of his glory. He gave it to us as an inheritance. Amen. The Bible says that we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. So this is already part of who we are. This is our makeup. We're seated together with him, and he wants us to partake of all the goodness of God. Well, here's the problem. A lot of times when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, um, the the word of God says that we have started a new life in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. But the problem is, is sometimes Christians don't realize the importance of the fact that you should be focused on the fact that your life is now with Christ. We should no longer be partaking and, and um, obsessed with or focused on the things of this world. Yes, there's good things that God has blessed us with. Yes, God's blessed us with families and homes. And God wishes above all things that you'd prosper and be in health and that your soul would prosper. I preach that a lot. But... In order to walk in the fullness of all that God has for us, not just in the here and now, but in the spiritual realm and in the, in, in, um, in the power and the anointing of God so that we can touch this world, we need to sacrifice something. We need to be willing to lay something down. When we receive Jesus, we don't just receive a ticket into heaven. We exchange our lives. We exchange our purpose and who we want to be for his life for his purpose. Amen. And so if we can understand that today, we can start walking in the fullness of who Christ is in us. Amen. So we're talking about sacrifice bringing breakthrough. So I think the greatest sacrifice that we see in the word of God is in John 3:16. We could probably say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So that's the greatest breakthrough that you could ever have is being translated from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of God's light. Amen. And how did that come to pass? By your own good works? No, that can't save you. Your good works can't save you. Your parents' religion can't save you. Only the blood of Jesus washing away your sins. Only his sacrifice can bring you breakthrough in your life. Only his sacrifice is good enough to get you out of the the kingdom of darkness and translate you into the kingdom of God's son. Amen? So Jesus, too, God gave his biggest sacrifice, but Jesus also of his own free will gave himself. He didn't have to come to earth and become a man. He is the Godhead. He is part of the Godhead. And he chose of his own free will to sacrifice. Why? Because he loved you so much. It wasn't just sometimes we make our children do things like, go and do the dishes right now. This is your command. (laughs) This is your chore. This is what we expect of you. There are times like that in the word of God. God expects some things of us. Well, it wasn't like that with Jesus. God didn't make him do it. Jesus, of his own free will, laid his life down because he loved you and I. His sacrifice brought us the ultimate breakthrough. Isn't that awesome? So he was the ultimate example for us that sacrifice brings breakthrough. And I heard that in my spirit this week. The sacrifice brings breakthrough. His sacrifice um, gave us eternal life. His sacrifice freed us from the bondage of sin and death. In John 15, 13, we hear the word of God says, there's no greater love, there's no greater sacrifice than a man who will lay his life down for his friends. So there is no greater way to show love. There is no greater sacrifice that one can give except for that one would lay his life down for his friends. So Jesus gave his life so that you and I could have freedom. He gave his life because he wanted you 
to have breakthrough in your life. He wanted you to walk in the freedom and the life that God has for each and every one of you. In John 8, 36, the word of God declares this over us. He says, if you've received Jesus into your heart, he says, if the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. So, because of his sacrifice, we now have freedom. We now have eternal life. So he's the starting point. He is the greatest example. Without his sacrifice, we'd be lost. He gave us a hope where there was no hope. He gave us a way where there was no way. In fact, the word of God says, and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father except through me. So we can't even get to heaven except that there would be a sacrifice for our sins, for us to have breakthrough and get to heaven. So thank you, Lord, for laying down your life and sacrificing for us. Just to look at a couple different ways someone can sacrifice. And um, different people in the word of God we see get major breakthrough, major answers to prayer, major breakthrough in their spiritual lives, major breakthrough in natural things that they're believing God for. And one of them I think about is Hannah. Hannah is barren. She cannot have children. And it's like... You know, to be able to pass down your family name, to be able to grow your family, and, and you know, it, it's, it's a joy. And it's such a strong desire of a, of a person's heart that God places on the inside of, inside of especially women. And so she's crying out to God, and actually, she is actually willing to lay her, her son's life down as a sacrifice, as an honor, as, a, as an offering to the Lord. So she's like, Lord, if you give me a son, I will in fact sacrifice him and I'll give him right back to you. He can be raised up in the church. He can be used by you, but I just want this answer to prayer. And let's look at it. 1 Samuel 1, 9 through 18. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest, now this wasn't her first time praying. She's been calling out to God for some time, but this is the first time she gave a sacrifice. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was deep in anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, a vow you don't break. A vow in the world is so often broken. But when somebody makes a vow to God, you should never break it. She makes a vow to God. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. This is her sacrifice. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought, this woman's been drinking. <laughs> uh, man looks at the outward appearance, right? But the Lord looks at the heart. He said, must you come in here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. And she goes, oh, no, sir. She replied, I've I have not been drinking or any wine or anything stronger. I am so discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think that I'm a wicked woman, for I have been praying out, to the great, out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May God of Israel grant you your request that you have asked of him. So coming from a prophet, coming from a man of God, she's receiving that as the word of the Lord that she's got the answer to prayer. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. And then she went back and began to eat again. She was no longer sad. She had assurance. She got a word from the Lord, and she had expectation that she was going to be expecting. Right? What brought her answer? Was it simply the prayer? No, because I'm sure she had prayed for a long time. In fact, it sounds like she's like been doing this for quite a while, and she's kind of at her, her end of herself, and she's willing to give anything to receive breakthrough in this area. So much so that she's willing to lay down the life, sounds very similar to the Father God, of her son. And give him back to the Lord. And because of that sacrifice, 
she received breakthrough in her life. You know, sometimes we're asking God for something, and um, we need to make sure that our hearts are right. We need to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons, you know. God, um, maybe he knew that that son was called by God, and he needed that son to be raised up by the right people. Sometimes we just need to check our hearts and see where we're coming from and see if we're willing to give it to the Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Another person, um, and now sacrifice can be any number of things, but in these situations, it's actually laying a life down. It's giving, giving a sacrifice of a life to the Lord. Abraham, who's, who's promised to be the father of many nations, he's willing to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. I mean, he waited how long? for this promise of this son, and then God asks for him. What would we say? And, and Hannah, same thing. She waited how long? She's crying out to God. Now she finally gets the son, or we could say he finally gets the son. Will she actually follow through and give her sacrifice? Well, Abraham gets the son, and God tells him, give him back to me. Actually take his life as a sacrifice. And he goes and takes him up to the mountain, and he's actually binds him up. It sounds pretty, I don't know if his son, I want to talk to Isaac later on in heaven. You know, did, did he hold anything against his father after that? <laughs> because there's some other stories involved, right? But anyways, he binds him up and he's getting ready to be so obedient to the Lord that he has a knife above him. And he had just proclaimed and declared, well, either God's going to raise him from the dead or... You know, he's going to provide another sacrifice, but I'm going to be obedient to God to the end. Why? How many of you know that God knows what's best? Okay? So he's like, I can't figure this out, God, but I know I hear your voice. I know that you're saying to do this. Maybe what God's saying that's going to bring you breakthrough and what he's asking you to lay down doesn't make any sense at all. How in the world will giving you my son, which I've been waiting for for... 25 plus years caused me to be a father of many nations, but he didn't argue that with the Lord. He was just willing to be obedience to the death, willing to sacrifice his only son, but God knew then that he could be trusted. Hallelujah. God knew then that he loved him above everything else. Why? Because he's willing to lay the life of his son down for the love of God. So, God talks to each one of us. He searches, searches our hearts. And each one of us, God wants fulfillment. God wants joy for us. God wants breakthrough for us. But each one of us may have a different kind of sacrifice that God's asking for. It might not be the same as, as Hannah or as Abraham. Even though the Lord does promise us if we raise our children up in the way they should go, when they grow old, they won't depart from God. In other words, they're going to have the seeds that God can work with. Amen. And you just got to leave them in God's hands and trust that God's going to be faithful to watch over his word. Amen. But we all said we want fulfillment in life. We want to fulfill what God has for us. What is it going to take for us to receive that kind of breakthrough where we're following the plan of God for our lives? It's going to take we, what brought success to Abraham and Hannah and to the Lord Jesus. It's going to take us laying our lives down as a sacrifice to find the life that God has for each and every one of us. In Matthew 10, 39, he says, He that finds his life will lose it, but he that loses his life for my sake will find it. In Matthew 16, 25, he says it in another way, Forever, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever wants to lose their life for my sake will find it. In other words, if you're living to please self, if you're living to fulfill your fleshly desires and your wants and your dreams, and that's what you're focused on, then you're going to end up somewhere along the, along the line losing it. But if you will lay down your life for me, if you will give your life as a sacrifice to me, if you are willing to give up any desire that I may ask of you, like Abraham, if you're willing and obedient, if you're willing, then you 
can have breakthrough. You will find the life that God intends for you. See, when I was share this story with youth, but when I was like 17 years old, all my friends knew what they were doing. I don't know if their parents were very um, influential with what they were going to do or, or what, because they were all signed up for college and all this stuff, and I was not. And I, I was very preoccupied with friends, with the first name boy. <laughs> I'll be honest. But I love the Lord with all my heart. And um, so I, as everybody kind of was going their own way and figuring out what college they're going to, this and that, all my friends, I became desperate. And I was like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Who am I? What do you want me to do? Because that was the desire of my heart truly was to fulfill the plan that God has for me. I had to be willing to lay down and stop focusing on the things of this world, stop focusing on friendships, relationships, stop focusing on this thing and that thing, and be willing to lay down any ideas or preconceived ideas that I had for my life and say, God, I want what you want. And sometimes even at an older age, we haven't yet figured out that that's what it's going to take. To say, Lord, I don't want my will. I want your will in my life on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because that's the only thing that's going to bring fulfillment in life. That's the only thing that's actually going to matter to the Lord himself. Is that you do his will on earth as it is in heaven. Breakthrough comes from laying your life down in a sacrifice to the Lord. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it for him. In other words, you're giving up your own desires. But whoever will lose their life, it's not like you're, you're dying. It's, it's you're dying to the old man. You're dying to, to always being focused on the things of this world. You're dying to flesh and sin in order that the life and power of God would live in and through you. That's how you find real life. So if you're living to please self and do what fulfills you, you're not going to end up being fulfilled the way God wants for you. So we need to get over ourselves. It's not all about us. Say, it's not all about me. It's about him. Right? Christ is in you, the hope of glory. The word of God says, in him we live and we move and we have our being. Well, that should be the case. It shouldn't be... Um, yeah, I've got Jesus living on the inside of me, but I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go where I want to go, and I'm going to talk to who I want to talk to. No, if God says, no, don't talk to that person, I've had a few people in my life that God says cut it off. Why? Because God's looking out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If we want his purpose in our lives, sometimes God will say something to see if we're obedient like Abraham with his son. And then, you know, he's faithful. He's faithful. So real life is in Christ. If you want freedom, if you want peace, you want fulfillment, God came to bring it to you. But we have to lay down our old life and our own desires to find this new life in him. So let, let's look at what his life is not. <laughs> what's, what's not going to bring breakthrough? Focusing on relationships. Uh, God may have blessed you with that marriage or, or that, that child or whatever. You know, because every relationship isn't a marriage relationship, isn't a boyfriend relationship, isn't a, uh, you know, it's a child, it's a, you know, a, a boss or whatever. God didn't, doesn't, a lot of people focus on their boss, actually. Like 80 hours a day they spend with the boss. But God wants to be your focus. Amen. God wants you to lay your life down and for him to be number one in your life. Um, so when people focus on things like a relationship or they focus on their bad habits like drunkenness or they focus on their job and, and, and the, the lust for, for money or other things, you're actually going to come to realize that that's not going to bring true fulfillment. Our joy comes from the Lord. Our joy does not come from um, wealth. It does not come from relationships, even though sometimes it can bring us some happiness. It's not where true joy comes from. 
Our joy is instilled on the inside of us, and it comes from the Lord. How do I know that? Because you can be joyful and have strength in the midst of sorrow. You can be joyful and get through a storm in the midst of, of what looks ugly. Our joy comes from the Lord. So if I want that joy, if I want that breakthrough in my life, I have to be willing to lay down whatever it is he's telling me to lay down. You know, some things can be bigger than others. What, you know, on one hand, you know, God's asking for Isaac. On the other hand, I have a situation where I was spending time with the Lord. I talk about this all the time. Like, I, I literally barely can watch TV. But um, I was spending time and hanging out with Clayton and, and, and watching a very innocent series. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, at this point, I was spending time with the Lord. And my mind kept going to this, this show. And I'm like, why do I keep thinking of that? I want, I want to spend time with the Lord. So I kept going in, spending time with the Lord, and all of a sudden this show would come back to my mind. And I was like, casting it down in the name of Jesus, you know. And it wasn't nothing bad, but it just kept coming back to me. And finally, um, I was like, Lord, what are you saying? You know, because usually after a few times you can get rid of, like, your thoughts so you can be at peace and hear from the Lord. And the Lord says, will you give it to me? And I was like, oh, <laughs> again. <laughs> What is he doing? Is he so not like that show? No, because I'm very particular in what I watch. But am I so, am I really desiring what I'm asking of him? Because I'm asking, Lord, fill me with the fullness of God. Lord, fill me with the full, I want to walk in the fullness of what you've called me to. Lord, fill me afresh with your spirit and your anointing. But the thing is, if we really desire to be filled with the fullness of God, it's going to take us emptying ourselves of some stuff that's taking his place. And you know a show can be an hour when that could be an hour with the Lord. How many hours a day do we spend with our phone or a show as opposed to the Lord? I'm sorry to say, but our scale's kind of tipped, probably. And it shouldn't be so. It shouldn't even be even. You know? And so when he talks about sacrifice bringing breakthrough, if you're having challenges in your life, look at the scale. Where is it at? How are you spending your time? Are you spending your time with the Lord? Are you spending your time in prayer or worship? Are you getting out of bed, you know, on Sunday morning? Are you, you know, uh, um, putting down whatever it is your agenda was and coming to passion and prayer to, to, to pray and seek the face of God? Whatever God's moving you to lay down, make sure that you're obedient. Why? Because when he asks us to do something, it's only going to be for our good. Because God works all things together for our good. We might be um, giving up some sleep. I know some people are third shifters, and they're here, and they're sacrificing by being here this morning. But God takes that as an offering. And you'll receive breakthrough in your life because of it. Sometimes we give an offering, a financial offering, and we don't even have that much in the bank account. But yet we want to be obedient to the Lord and give our 10% or give a, an offering. When God sees that, like the widow with the two mites, when God sees that, that, that you're giving of what little you have, or you're just being obedient to the Lord and you're giving your tenth, he considers that a sacrifice. And that sacrifice will bring breakthrough in your life. Is it always easy? Absolutely not. Is sacrifice ever supposed to be easy? Probably not. Do we think it was easy for Hannah to get finally that baby? Finally, after years of praying and asking God for a baby, she finally gets it, and she has to give it back. She doesn't get to raise it. I mean, literally, as soon as it was weaned, it was into the house of the Lord. What does sacrifice look like for you? God will ask us randomly at random times. We can live our best life and, and live to please God, but but. If we really want breakthrough in our lives and we're having challenges in our lives, whether it be in the, the spirit, soul, body, or mind area, God may be asking you, and you can straight up ask God, Lord, what kind of sacrifice is going to bring breakthrough in this area? The word of God says we have not because we ask not. You know, God has, how many of you believe that God has all the power, right? And, and, and all things are possible with God. You can walk in breakthrough in your life. 
You can be free. Why? Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. If you've received Jesus, you've received freedom. So then why am I not free in this area? Or why am I bound in this area? Why have I not received breakthrough? Well, ask the Lord, what kind of sacrifice do I need to give? What, what are you asking me to lay down? Maybe you already know it and you keep brushing it off like I did. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Shush, devil. I will continue to watch that show. <laughs> no, it's not the case. If you're in prayer and God keeps bringing something back to you, it's probably God asking you to sacrifice that thing. Will you lay it down for me? Do you really want that breakthrough? Then I'm asking you to give this to me. Amen. Think about it. Mark 8.36 says, What do you benefit if you gain the whole world yet lose your own soul? Or you could say, what are you going to benefit if you do all the things you want to do in this life, but you're still unfulfilled? What are you, how, how is it going to benefit you if everything you do in this life is going to count as nothing, and you're going to go to the heavens, the heavens, you're going to go to heaven one day, and you're going to go before the Father, and you're going to have no rewards because you did nothing for him. Because that's what this life is supposed to be about. And actually, that's the true thing that brings fulfillment is when you step over into the call of God upon your life. I'm not talking like we're all called to be preachers with a microphone. But whatever area that you're called to be in, and, and he leads you and guides you along the right paths as you lay down your life and say, God, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll do what you want me to do. We have to be willing to, to do some things that aren't necessarily on our agenda. It's a sacrifice. Um, as, as, a, as a child of God, as somebody who wants, you call out, you sing these songs. Man, it was a great set. Um, you sing these songs telling God, you want more, you want more, you want more. Lord, I'm willing to lay down everything. And then he asks you, and you're like, shh. <laughs> that shouldn't be so. We need to be willing you know, I asked the youth um, this week, I taught them last Wednesday, I'm going to teach you again this next Wednesday, but um, I asked the youth this week, like, do you have a decision, you have a decision that you should be making in your heart right now, that when you grow old, when you go off on your own, that you're going to come to church and you're going to serve the Lord because you love the Lord, not because your parents love the Lord. Are you starting to make that decision right now? And I mean, I got a pretty good response. It was kind of quiet. I, I hoped for, yes, we love Jesus. We're going to church, you know, but but we need to start making decisions in our heart that no matter what, that, that we're going to get off our lazy rear and do whatever it is that God's calling us to do. And sometimes that means sacrifice. You know, sometimes that means sleep. Sometimes that means conversing when you're not quite awake yet and you're going to have to converse. It's taking a step of faith. So, Proverbs 8.35, he tells us, for whoever finds me finds life, we'll say fulfillment in life, and he receives favor from the Lord. That's what life's about. That's what life's about. I don't know about you, but I want, I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to hear that you, you were given this and you, were, you set your hand to something and, and I want to bless you with more. I want to hear that. See, God gives each one of us talents and abilities, and, and he instills in, inside of us um, um, gifts and callings. And it's up to us to put him first so that we can find out what this stuff is, so that we can walk and fulfill it for his glory. But in the meantime, it will also fulfill us. It will also fulfill us to give him glory. 1 John 1.5 says this, This is the message which we have heard from him, and now we declare to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Don't let the enemy fool you. You cannot live in the world and find fulfillment in life in Jesus at the same time. You cannot be totally fulfilled walking in the fullness of who God says you are and all that God says you have, and have one foot in the world and one foot serving God. It's all in. You have to be all in. Why? Because that's sacrifice. You're giving up 
who you think you want to be to do what God wants you to do and be. But here's the key that you need to realize is you're going to be happier. He's not asking you to give up something so that you'll be sad and depressed and oppressed and not be fulfilled. He's asking you to give up the stuff that's going to lead to death. He's asking you to give up the stuff that is going to cause bondage. And he's asking you to give it up, put away the old life, and do, and lay down your life and do only what pleases him so that you can have breakthrough. John 10.10, he says, the thief comes only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's what this world offers. Killing, stealing, and destroying what? The life that God has for you the fulfillment that God has you, the breakthrough and freedom that Jesus purchased for you. That is what the enemy is out to get. So that's why God's saying, don't live that life. Put away the old stuff because that stuff leads to bondage. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. That's where breakthrough is. That's where freedom is. That's where fulfillment is, is living a life to please God. God. And sometimes you might think, well, I can't, I, it's too hard. I couldn't do it. Well, the thing is, is you, you don't have to do it on your own strength. Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. He strengthens you. As you sow to the spirit, you reap strength and grace from the spirit of God. As you make a decision every day to live for God or to read the word or, or um, read your Bible or to come to church even though you don't feel like it, you're laying down a sacrifice and you start sowing to that new life and you're going to find that you're stronger. You find life and you start living more abundantly in the life of God. Amen? Why do people struggle? Because they're trying to live two lives at one time. One foot's in the world and one foot's in church. I'm just using church as a life of God. One foot's living for self, one foot's living for God. But God says, sacrifice yourself. Go all in with me and see if you won't find life and life more abundantly. See if you won't find joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. What's causing you problems in this life is the fact that you have chosen not to lay down some things for him. Isn't that true? Why have I not achieved certain goals? Why am I not receiving breakthrough? You might ask yourself, well, have you done the things that he told you to do, whether in his word or by his spirit? Even though it might be hard at first, even though it's a decision to, to, to lay something down, you're going to receive breakthrough if you're just willing and obedient. The Lord says you will eat the good of the land. Obedience equals blessing. Amen? Hallelujah. So why would we want anything that the enemy's involved in? All it is trying to do, all he's trying to do is kill, steal, and destroy from our lives that God has for us. But sacrifice and giving up on the flesh, laying down our old life, our craving for sin, leads us, laying it down, leads us to life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah. In Romans 6, 4, God says this. For we died and were buried with Christ in our baptism. So when we receive Jesus Christ, we're baptized in Jesus. And when we, get, when we have the baptism of, in water, we're making a declaration of our faith of what has happened. And just as Jesus Christ was um, raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also will be raised to new lives in him. Hallelujah. Right? So, so this is the transaction that took place. And this is what God wants for us. He wants breakthrough. 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd be prosperous and that your soul would prosper. He wants you blessed in every area like we talked about last week. But sacrifice brings the breakthrough. Are you willing to lay down that thing? Are you willing to tilt the scale the other way? Give him more of yourself. Less of me, more of God. None of me, all of God. That's what Smith Wigglesworth said. And I was thinking about this, and the Lord's talking to me personally about what I desire. I want 
the fullness of what God has for me. I want to walk in the fullness of his anointing and his power that he's called for us New Testament believers to walk in. Okay, and I tell him this all the time. Lord, I just ask you to fill me. And he said, sacrifice brings breakthrough. In other words, what is he saying? This is your answer. Lay it all down before me. Let me have your family. Let me order your family. Let me direct you regarding your family. Let me have your house. Let me have your finances. Are you willing to do what I say to do with your finances? Let me have your attitude and how you respond to things. Are you willing to lay down and sacrifice and respond the way Jesus would respond? Because living a life of sacrifice is what he wants in exchange for that kind of breakthrough. So I'm a work in progress, and I think we all are. But if we want breakthrough in whatever avenue or in all the avenues that God has for us, it's going to take a life of sacrifice. And I encourage you, you have not because you asked not. So if you're needing breakthrough in a specific area, ask the Lord, Lord, what kind of sacrifice do you need from me? It might be very simple. He might just simply ask you to lay something down. Or he might ask you for more time. Whatever it is, I encourage you, do it. Because he only wants good for you. He only wants to prosper you. He never wants to harm you. He has a future and a hope for you. Amen? He has a future and a hope for you that's only good. And so, since he knows the beginning to the end, I think that he's going to direct us the right way. Why wouldn't we listen? (laughs) Because we're very selfish if we wouldn't listen. We're very self-involved if we wouldn't listen, and we don't really want it that bad if we don't listen. But if you really want breakthrough, it's going to take sacrifice. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is now a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you say, you know what, I don't know if he'd receive me, I've messed up, I've done wrong, I've done this and done that. Well, guess what? Jesus shed his blood to cover a multitude of sins. All you have to do is receive what he did for you, accept him into your heart, make him your Lord and Savior, and he'll wash away your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. For those of us who've received Jesus, we need to realize and come to the revelation of the fact that we were supposed to start a new life that day. We were supposed to lay down those old things, those old habits, those old um, um, agendas, or whatever it might be, in exchange for whatever pleased God. That's what matters. Doing what pleases the Lord. Put away the old things and put on that new life. Start that new life. I heard the Lord say, stop digging in the trash. How many of you, I don't know if I want to raise a hand, but so how many of you, we'll talk about junk food for a minute. How many of you have ever um, taken a bite of, we'll say a donut, because I think I've done that before, wanted that sweet, but then you throw it away because you know it's junk, and then you go later on think about it and you go retrieve it from the trash. (laughs) I didn't do that. I'm asking you, okay? What we're talking about here is what people do all the time. He said, put away your old life. So in other words, on the day you received Jesus, it got thrown into the trash. There's There's some reality here. But when we move forward in our new life with Christ, So many of us go and we start searching through the trash. Why? Because we're seeking those things that are from the earth and that's worldly and that's corrupt and the things that are going to keep us in bondage and it's holding us back from the new life that God has for us. He said, stop digging in the trash. I did eat a bite of a donut and I did throw it away and I did not retrieve it. No wonder why you had me do that, Lord, for an example. (sighs) I had to put my flesh down. We need to put our flesh down daily. In order to live a life of sacrifice, 
It's putting your flesh down on a daily basis. It's saying yes to God and no to the flesh. Yes to God and no to sin. Yes to this new life and no, I won't partake in the things of this old life and the things that the world is partaking in. I will be a light unto this world. Light has no business digging around in that trash. Amen? I hope this is making sense. Throw away that old life and its behaviors and don't dig it up from the trash. <laughs> Colossians 3, 1 through 10 says this. Since you have been raised to this new life with Christ, so this is how we should live. Set your sights above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above. In other words, on what pleases God, on heavenly things, on the word of God. Not so much on earthly things. Now, I understand you're going to college, you're going to school, you know, you've got to do errands, chores, you've got to take care of your family. This is all fine. But God's saying, make sure that you're thinking on him, you're dwelling on him, you're putting him first. Are you reading your word? Are you making sure there's time for him? Are you worshiping God from your lips or is on your radio constantly secular music? What is it that you're doing in your life to sow to the spirit? He says, set your mind. So what's going to help you set your mind? Maybe it might be, um, you know, tilting the scale and listening to, to worship music so that your lips and your heart is, is, you know, worshiping God. Don't set your hearts on earthly things. For you died and your new life is now hidden. This is our new life. is hidden in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So he says, put to death or throw away these things in the trash. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. It can be any number of these things, and there's more. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in a life that you once lived, but now that you've received Jesus Christ, you must also rid yourselves of all such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices, since you've thrown it in the trash, and you have put on a new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of the Creator, here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, by barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. He is all that matters. Living for Christ is all that matters to God. Living to please him is all that matters to God. So, so this stuff that he kind of just covers real quickly is stuff that should have been thrown away when you receive this new life. And if we're still dealing with it, it was thrown away that day you received Jesus, but you're, you've been spending some time in that trash. And that shouldn't be. We're children of the light. We should not be spending time in darkness at all. We should be shining our light so all can see the direction that God leads, the way to life and life more abundantly. I believe Christians should be walking in way more of God's presence. We should be able to walk into a room and everything changes. Why? Because Not because we're so great, but because Christ is in us. Because he's in us. And because we've given him complete room, like I will make room for you. I will make room for you. What does that mean? You will lay down your life as a sacrifice so that his life, his power, his anointing can work in and through you. I think I've shared this before a couple of times, but there's some new faces here. You know, um, Pakistan is great. It's, it's, it's awesome spending time with the Lord. It's awesome um, preaching the word. But, but some of you know that um, sometimes I have to wake up at 2 a.m. and preach. And um, for a long time, I had to preach at 7 a.m. in order to preach for them in the evenings. And uh, I'm not an early morning person at all. Clayton says no. <laughs> I'm not. It takes me some time to, to wake up and get alert, okay? Um, and, and I don't like staying up super late like that, so it's just like a weird combo, but it's a sacrifice, 
Why? Because God asked me to. And uh, I remember the first time, and I was here, I was, I, before I realized I should do it at home, and, and I, had, I could up my inter internet at home and get a better service and stuff, um, I did the first one here. And uh, I remember I did it, and I, I was excited because I got to preach to this crowd of people. But I put on some worship music since I was here, and I laid on the floor here. And I don't know why, but I laid, I usually, when I'm seeking the Lord, I lay face down. But this time I laid face up. And I was worshiping God. Nobody was here. It was a random Friday morning. And I was worshiping God. And all of a sudden, I had a vision of Jesus walking down this aisle. And he came to me, laying right here, and he washed my feet. And, you know, when we get our feet washed, that means we're all clean. And so he came and washed my feet. And, and I was, like, kind of taking it in. I'm like, what's happening right now? And all of a sudden, before I could even think about it, he turned around and he laid down into me. And I was like, whoa, is this for real? And all of a sudden, up out of my spirit came Christ in me, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. And so God was revealing to me and giving me like two, three, four scriptures um, about how Christ is in us. And the thing is, is if we want him to fully move and live and have our being, then we're going to have to make room for him like that song said. We're going to have to be willing to lay down and give our lives as a sacrifice to do what he wants us to do. Guess what? It's a sacrifice to, to um, not have my Friday morning free. That was often when I'd you know, meet somebody for coffee or something. That was often when I would um, do something you know, a little bit different. But God asked me for my Fridays. And in turn, because I made room, he laid down into me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I was able to step into something that brings more fulfillment and sees so many more souls saved than I've ever saw in my entire life, personally, because I'm willing to lay down. So what is God asking you to lay down? Because it can bring breakthrough in your life. It brought breakthrough for souls being saved. So what is he asking you to lay down? Have you been wanting breakthrough um, in your marriage? Are you willing to lay down your flesh and say, okay, I will start to actually work on it and seek the Lord and ask the Lord, you know, what is it that my marriage needs? Is it that you need breakthrough in your finances? Well, are you willing to be willing and obedient and do what God's asking you to do in finances, to give and you shall receive? Are you um, wanting breakthrough with direction in life? Well, God says in Matthew 6, if you don't know what you're doing or what you're called to, what the best thing you can do is call on the Lord. Seek the Lord first. And he says, and all these things will be added unto you. Maybe it might not come in that very day like it came to me that day because I've been living a life for the Lord. But that day I really sought the Lord as to what am I supposed to do? And he told me that I'm to be a minister, that I'm to go to Bible college. We have to come to, like Hannah, the end of ourselves, be willing to lay down whatever it's going to take to receive breakthrough. And when we're actually calling on God with that kind of heart that we're willing to give him whatever he wants, then we'll step over into breakthrough. I see it over and over in the word of God. I just gave you a few examples today. This life is about Jesus. This life is about fulfilling what God has for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Not all sacrifices are the same. Some are easier. Some are harder. But they're all going to lead us to fulfillment. They're all going to lead us to doing what God's called us to do. Acts 20, 24, Paul discovered this. He says, my life is worth Nothing. It's useless if I, uh, unless I use it for finishing the work that's assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. You know, you could have your life filled with good things like a, a, a family and a house and, and, and enough money to do some things that you enjoy, and, and that's all good. But Paul even though he could be um, having much at one time and having little at another. He says here, he's like, my life is useless unless I'm doing it to glorify God. 
unless I'm doing it to fulfill the purpose that God has for me. So what is the purpose that God has for you? You're going to find that out by laying down your life and seeking him first. And he'll start revealing himself to you. He'll start stirring in you his desires and his wants for you. And if you already know what his desires and wants are, but, but you haven't yet achieved that, then ask him, Lord, what sacrifice is going to bring the breakthrough? What are you asking of me? Amen. Romans 12, Paul admonishes us. He says, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. I've discovered something, he says. Give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you, because of the sacrifice he gave for you. Let them be a holy and living sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to put him first. Let your life on a daily basis be the sacrifice. Be willing. Be obedient. And the word of God says you'll eat the good of the land. Be willing and obedient to lay things down, to live a life of sacrifice. And you're going to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. You don't even need to worry about it. He will order your footsteps. He will cause things to work together for your good because you're loving him. He says, someone who loves me keeps my commands. So love him. Keep his commands. Where he says to lay something down, lay it down. Where he says to make a sacrifice, make that sacrifice. Why? You're going to be better off. Because he's leading you, he's leading you along the right pasture. Amen? He's leading you to have plenty. He's leading you to have joy and fulfillment in the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in all that God has for me. I want to not just be on um, barely getting along. I want to fulfill and accomplish all that God's assigned me to do. Well, how am I going to do that? I'm going to have to along the way, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll give that to you. Yes, Lord, I'll spend that time with you. Yes, Lord, I'll give you my Fridays. What does it look like? It looks different every time. But if you want breakthrough and you want him to continue leading you, and then you're going to have to show him you mean business. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, let me pray a prayer over you before we close here. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you watch over your word and you perform it in our lives. Father, we sang so many songs to you this morning, how we'll make room for you, that our life is a living sacrifice, inviting you to refine us. Lord, that sometimes it's not just such a boom, instantaneous thing just because we ask, but sometimes when we ask you, you start showing us things that we need to lay down as a sacrifice. Father, I just pray for each and every one of us, Lord, that as we want to grow in you, as we want to develop and fulfill what you've called us to fulfill. Father, I just pray that you'd reveal to us the things that are a hindrance. Reveal to us the things that take your place. Reveal to us, Lord, attitudes or, or um, things in our heart that are displeasing to you, Lord, so that we can make room for you and lay them down as a sacrifice. Father, I just pray that you'd work on our heart, and I thank you that today that you are faithful and just to forgive us of any sin and cleanse us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. If there's anybody here today and, and you heard a lot about the new life that you can have in Christ, 